You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report podcast. All right. Well, welcome to the June 2022 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team, so we spend our days helping students choose the best coding boot camps for them. But every month, we round up all the most interesting boot camp industry news that Jess and I read about and chatted about in the Course Report office, sent to each other on Slack, um, and we share it all with you. So this June, there were some important milestones reached in the coding bootcamp timeline. Yeah. Yeah. So Flatiron School just hit 10 years. Plus, they've graduated over 10,000 bootcamp students over that past decade. So impressive. And Vanderbilt Tech Boot Camps, which have been around since 2019 and are powered by Trilogy, just graduated their first 1,000 students. Yeah. Congrats to both of those schools. Great milestones. Yes. Great milestones. And Jess, what else are we going to talk about today on the June episode? So we'll talk about three major fundraises for a combined total of $395 million, a lawsuit from the Washington State Attorney General, and how tech hiring can still be at an all-time high, even though we see news of layoffs and hiring freezes. Plus, we'll talk about four workforce development funds that you should really know about this month and the nine new coding boot camps that we added to the course report directory in June. Enterprise training and workforce development training definitely saw some big investments this June. So Liz, how much did Guild raise this month? EdTech Review and a few other publications reported that the workforce upscaling platform Guild Education has raised $175 million in a Series F funding round. That funding round included participation from Oprah Winfrey, who says that, quote, Guild is creating a more equitable path to quality education, end quote. Remember that Guild is kind of capitalizing on the shifts that are favoring employer-covered e-learning, and this fundraise puts Guild at a $4.4 billion valuation. that's Mm -hmm. huge. Apprenticeship and digital skills training platform Multiverse just closed a Series D funding round of $220 million, which it's going to use to expand from the UK into the US. The company is now valued at $1.7 billion, so another big number. TechCrunch caught up with Multiverse CEO and co-founder Ewan Blair, who is actually the son of ex-Prime Minister Tony Blair, about um, Multiverse's outcomes. Blair says that the typical retention rate for apprenticeships run by Multiverse is 85% compared to what he said is a completion rate of just 9% for professional training courses typically run as MOOCs. Again, these are numbers coming from you and Blair at Multiverse. Blair adds that 90% of those Multiverse apprentices stay in the jobs at the companies where they carried out their apprenticeships. So that's very cool. Very interesting. And according to Tech Cabal, 
Kenyan-based Moringa School just closed a pre-Series A round. The amount of that fundraise is unknown, which is kind of strange, but remember that they already received $9.5 million in funding by MasterCard Foundation. Moringa School is focused on supporting the African tech ecosystem by offering digital skills training, and that funding is going to be used to expand Moringa School's reach into Ghana and Nigeria. Interesting side note here, earlier this year, Moringa School signed a content partnership deal with Flatiron School. Mm -hmm. So I think we can assume that the curriculum is all coming from Flatiron School. Well, in regulatory news, we continued to see the Government Accountability Office speak out about OPMs, but the real regulatory news was around a lawsuit against one tech sales bootcamp in particular. Jess, start us off with the OPM news. Right. So if you remember from last month's um, news roundup, the U.S. Government Accountability Office, also known as GAO, um, released a report recommending more oversight into the contracts and like business arrangements between colleges and OPMs. OPMs is short for online program managers like to you. Democrats like Senator Tina Smith from Minnesota see this report as confirmation that the Department of Education needs to get involved and investigate further. So far, the Department of Education hasn't really said if they will or if they won't. Higher Ed Dive reached out to OPMs directly this past month to kind of gauge where they stand on this GAO report. And the OPMs, Academic Partnerships, Grand Canyon Education, and Wiley University Services said that they support the GAO's recommendations. 2U and Pearson said they support greater transparency and oversight. So we'll keep you posted on this OPM business as we see more news coming out. GeekWire and several other local Washington state outlets reported on a lawsuit by the Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson against Prehired. Prehired is a tech sales boot camp that guarantees users that they will land a job offer that's worth $60,000 or more within a year of finishing its online program or they'll be released from payment obligations. But the lawsuit in Washington is asserting that when some students didn't pay that tuition back, pre-hired used aggressive collection techniques like lawsuits and forced arbitration to get that money. The lawsuit also asserts that the contracts are invalid because pre-hired does not have a license to operate a for-profit vocational school in the state, which was required by the Private Vocational Schools Act. Of course, nothing has been decided here. Still very much in progress. We'll keep you updated. And I think the results of this, like the outcomes of this Mm -hmm. lawsuit are way more important than what's being kind of, you know, asserted or alleged. But I do think this is a great lesson for other online boot camps Mm -hmm. um, to just kind of see how like an aggressive attorney general in a specific state could possibly go after an online school if there are members that, you know, there are students in the online school that are residents or citizens of that state. Just an interesting kind of precedent there. All right, next, let's chat about the eternal question. Are coding boot camps worth it? <laughs> uh, and this June, two journalists published competing opinions. Yeah. So last month, Gallup, in partnership with 2U, released its bootcamp graduate outcomes report, which surveyed 3,824 U.S. adults who graduated from 2U-powered bootcamp programs between the years of 2016 all the way up to 2021. 
So this month, Gallup dove a bit deeper into those survey findings, specifically like how happy two U bootcamp grads are in their new tech careers. In general, the survey found that two U bootcamp grads are four times happier with their tech roles than they were pre bootcamp with whatever kind of job they had before. Many grads said that this is because they are more engaged in the work that they do, which gives them opportunities to do what they do best every day on the job. Nearly half of the bootcamp grads surveyed say that the 2U bootcamp transformed their life into something so much better than it was before. And then on the other side of the coin, um, Emily Stewart published a piece in Vox this June about whether the promise of learning to code is too good to be true. I mean, I I talked to Emily for this piece, and I, I think that she might have had the title of the piece, <laughs> which was actually maybe don't learn to code, uh, kind of finalized before she started writing the article. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, she's saying something that I think everyone is, is kind of aware of, that everyone can learn to code. It's not like there's something about it that is, uh, you know, exclusive to a certain type of person, but programming isn't the perfect career path for everyone. Um, I would spend more time on this article, but really, I don't think there's anything that hasn't been written about before. Emily talked to alumni who said that a boot camp worked for them. She also summarized some criticism over the past 10 years. Our advice really hasn't changed. You know, do your research before you choose a boot camp. Know that boot camps do work for the majority of folks that attend them, but you've got to do some, you know, free intro classes before you sign up for that career change to make sure that this is a career path that you like. Mm -hmm. And just remember that there are always other career paths within tech, UX design, product design, data science, uh, tech sales, cybersecurity, things that aren't necessarily just getting a job as a software engineer that could be more, more suited to you. With all the inflation the past few months, there's been a lot of anxiety about a recession happening in 2022. But even with those worries, high-tech hiring is still booming. New York Times reporter Shira Ovide spoke with multiple tech recruiters. Staffing firm Robert Half says that on average, each tech worker looking for a job right now is fielding more than two employment offers. As soon as one company announces layoffs or hiring freezes for people with those skills, ZipRecruiter is seeing other employers searching to find and recruit them. So it sounds like there's still plenty of opportunities out there for tech folks. Liz, how are tech companies filling their tech talent needs these days? Well, Lucas Marion wrote in Computer World this June that this talent shortage has pushed many organizations to hire through non-traditional approaches that include coding boot camps, low-code training, and focusing on population areas outside of the norm. The savviest organizations are taking on the onus of training talent themselves, uh, which means hiring people straight out of school, maybe doing some last-mile training. Jean-Marc Lachaise, who's the president of the Corn Ferry Institute, says, quote, Constant learning, driven both by workers and organizations, will be central to the future of work, extending far beyond the traditional definition of learning and development, end quote. And in that light, coding boot camps have become talent pools for organizations who are looking for skills-based applicants instead of more traditional college graduates. Hmm. 
It's good to see that states are still rolling out workforce development opportunities here in 2022. In California, Golden State Education and Training Grant Program awards $2,500 to Californians who lost their job during the pandemic to help them either complete college or a job training program. What's neat about this program is that the fund requires half of the total grant money goes to student parents. Paul Fain in his newsletter points out that this program has largely flown under the radar despite having a nearly $500 million budget taken largely from federal recovery funds. And according to UMT News, the state of Montana continues to help its citizens learn cybersecurity through its program, Cyber Montana. The Cyber Montana program is funded by the Montana legislature and kicked off last year with the goal of providing cybersecurity awareness training, and workforce development across the state. Florida State University, Panama City, has partnered with Skillstorm to offer tech training where students can earn industry certifications such as like an Amazon Web Services Cloud Practitioner Certification and an AWS Solutions Architect Associate Certification. This partnership program is made possible through a regional workforce initiative funded by Triumph Gulf Coast, which focuses on expanding the technology workforce in the eight counties impacted by the Deepwater Horizon oil spill of 2010. And finally, MentorWorks announced a paid apprenticeship program in partnership with Blue Ridge Bank in Virginia. This program was created for individuals from low-income and underserved backgrounds in Virginia who want to learn the skills needed for a career in IT, cybersecurity, data analytics, and more. So, okay, Jess, I think those one, two, three, four workforce development programs that are like available to students right now that are run basically like free money through the state that you're in. Um, So if you're in Florida, Montana, Virginia, or California, we'll include all of the links that you need for those programs, but huge opportunities. So we're still seeing buzz about how Ada Developer Academy is doing since they won $10 million from an Equality Can't Wait Challenge launched by Melinda French Gates investment company, Pivotal Ventures. So Liz, what have they done with that $10 million so far? Yeah, so just a quick refresh. Ada Developers Academy is based in Seattle and is a coding bootcamp for women and gender diverse adults, primarily serving people of color, LGBTQ plus folks, and those who are low income. And in a recent Seattle Times article, CEO Lauren Sato says um, that since getting that $10 million, they've tripled the size of their staff and moved their Seattle campus to Pioneer Square. Ada is now opening a second campus in Atlanta in order to help more people of color pivot into successful tech careers. And Ada is considering a third campus in Washington, D.C. and maybe one in Texas. So a lot on the horizon for Ada Developers Academy. Yeah, I love hearing how they're expanding their reach. Um, That's so great. Um, So Liz, do you remember that like Be Smarty Women in Tech scholarship that's like in partnership? Yeah, with California. I think we wrote about that with learning fees, fees. Yeah. Yeah. So this scholarship started in 2020 and the awardees go through the 14-week Learning Fuse Bootcamp. And then they also receive mentorship directly from the Be Smarty engineering team. So Be Smarty just like had a short press release about how proud they are of their most recent 
awardees, Lynn Kim and Lindsay LaVierge. And while there's no upcoming application deadline mentioned for like a future cohort, we really hope to see one soon. Um, This scholarship initiative just seems to be hugely impactful to the people who get the scholarship. Absolutely. And workforce development company Pluralsight pledged over $3 million this June to its nonprofit partners through its social impact organization, which is called Pluralsight One. The purpose is to expand access to digital skills training. And these nonprofit partners include Launch Code, Girls Who Code, and Empower, and they will receive immediate cash grants. Yeah, that's cool too that they get the immediate cash grants just like Ada Developers Academy so they can just have that money and just start doing what they need to do to expand that reach. Black Professionals and Tech Network just announced the launch of Obsidi Academy, which will be a full-stack engineer bootcamp specifically for Black-identified individuals in Canada. TD Bank Group is a launch sponsor of this bootcamp, and they will be a founding employer partner as well. So they'll be hiring bootcamp grads from cohorts over the next three years, which is so cool. And last but certainly not least, happy Pride Month. Yes. In honor of Pride Month and of every month, we've rounded up 11 coding bootcamp scholarships for LGBTQ plus folks who are looking to get into tech. And some of these are full tuition scholarships. They're definitely worth checking out. Just updated that one for this June, but mm-hmm. we try to keep it updated throughout the year. So we'll link to this list of scholarships in the roundup. All right, Jess, so we saw a lot of new campuses and courses being announced by Coding Bootcamps this June. Yeah. Um, Let's tell everyone about them. Yeah, so Liz, it kind of sounds like Meta, as in Facebook Meta, is entering the Coding Bootcamp sphere this summer. Business Insider reports that Meta is offering professional certificate courses through Coursera starting this July. These courses take three to nine months to complete and are aimed at helping people with zero tech experience learn what they need. Um, in order to actually land jobs in front-end development, back-end development, and mobile development. So I guess sort of like a welcome to the coding bootcamp sphere, Meta. BrainStation has announced a new campus at NYC. The 35,000-square-foot campus is located in Soho and offers an in-person, full-time, and part-time boot camps, plus BrainStation certificate courses. We actually did a little spotlight on this new campus on the Course Report blog this month, and we'll link to that article if you want a virtual tour. You can see photos. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get to a real... in in-person yeah. event there it's soon. It's a gorgeous space. It, it'll be so, so cool nice. to visit. Um, Quick Start announced a partnership with Georgia South University in order to offer cybersecurity, data science, cloud engineering, and AI slash ML through the school. News 18 reports that Holberton School has partnered with India-based Jigsaw Academy to launch online certification courses in full-stack development. Lewagon is opening a brand new campus in Cape Town, South Africa. VentureBurn reports that the new campus will be based at the Red and Yellow Creative School of Business, and the first cohort will be starting this August. And Coding Dojo has partnered with City University of Seattle to offer bootcamp graduates a guaranteed admission into the CS programs at the university. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Bootcamp students won't need a STEM-related degree in order to be admitted to the Master in CS program. Um, but yeah, this is definitely the first time I've seen something that, quite like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. A direct we'll path. Be interested to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Direct path. Yeah. 
And we added nine new schools to the course report directory this month. Just you want to yeah. tell us about the first ones? Yeah. So we've added Behavioral Design Academy, which offers applied behavioral design boot camps, so kind of in the UX field, Singapore-based coding boot camp Vertical Institute, and the Ukrainian coding boot camp Dev Education. We added a few new university boot camps. Those were Northeastern Data Analytics Program, powered by MentorWorks, and UCI Cybersecurity Boot Camp, powered by Simply Learn. The free Spanish language based bootcamp Open Bootcamp is now in our listings, as well as the Italy based DigiTezone Tech School. And we added online bootcamp Skillslash and Barcelona based coding bootcamp Arol.dev. Well, if you attended any of those boot camps, if you've graduated from any of those, you can now leave a review on Course Report, and we hope that you will. Uh, and otherwise, welcome to those nine new schools. So just to wrap up this June episode of the podcast, so let's tell everyone our favorite pieces to work on this month for the Course Report blog. What was your favorite piece? So I had the honor of speaking with Melissa, a grad from the coding bootcamp at UT Austin, which is powered by 2U Trilogy. Melissa is also a, a very busy mom of three young children. I spoke with Melissa actually a year ago or so when she had recently graduated from the bootcamp. She was getting her sea legs in a brand new software engineering career um, had just landed her first um, software engineering job. Speaking with Melissa this past month, I learned that she recently landed the job she always wanted, which was to be a software engineer at Southwest Airlines. Um, you see, Melissa started her career pre-boot camp as a customer relations rep for Southwest Airlines, but had dreams of like getting a more stable job with definitely a better income. Um, Melissa doesn't have a college degree, but through that coding boot camp at UT Austin, she was really able to skyrocket her career. It's just super incredible to see what she's accomplished in under three years since the boot camp. Plus, Liz, she's convinced Southwest Airlines to hire new engineers based on skills and not on a college degree. How cool is that? That is so cool. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like we talked to so many alumni who they get into a company because a bootcamp graduate before them mm -hmm. started working for that company and they like kind of get the warm intro and yep. um, that person has, has like warmed the company up to being open to a uh, bootcamp graduate. So love that she's kind of passing it on to the next generation of definitely, bootcamp definitely. grads. She's creating such a great path there and hopefully other companies will notice the amazing engineering team at Southwest and start thinking about their hiring practices. Um, so Liz, what was your favorite interview from this past month? Well, I got to talk to Gwen, who is a Code Fellows alum, about her career change from aerospace engineering to software engineering. As you can imagine, Gwen is truly impressive. She had a really cool career before she even got into software engineering, but she gives some really specific advice that I just wanted to pass on. One is to not get married to a single technology language or framework. She says it's not about the technology. It's about understanding the fundamentals so that you can switch out the technologies like they're disposable tools. And I just thought that was a really nice reminder. We did a webinar this, this month and a lot of the questions that we got were like, what language should, should I learn? What programming language should I focus on? Which one should I learn first? And the answer is truly like, 
it just doesn't matter. Like learn the fundamentals, learn your first programming language, and then you'll, you'll eventually learn new ones. You'll probably work in a language that you didn't learn in your first job. Like it's, it's not about that. And secondly, Gwen said that when you're looking for the right company to work for, keep in mind that there are tech companies and then there are companies that have technical teams. Um, so I feel like we hear this all the time, you know, nowadays, every company is a tech company and, you know, it can be like mm-hmm. a bank or a healthcare company and they're all tech companies because they have technical sides and teams, but there is actually a difference. There is a nuance there. And it's not like there's a right answer. Um, you know, you can work for either type of company, but Gwen said that she really realized that she wanted to work for a, a pure tech company like Microsoft, which is where she's working now. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, no right answer, but it is an interesting distinction that a new developer should think about. Yeah. I love that advice. And that does it for our June podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can keep checking in on Course Report for all the latest about online and in-person bootcamp opportunities. And we'll see you next month on the July 2022 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. Yes, we'll see you in July. And remember, we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast, subscribing to the Course Support podcast and leaving us a review. We will see you next month. Yeah, see you next month.